You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Brand new edition of Colt Gennaro Chat, a Saturday night show. We're going to be talking about the Saturday night fever at the Wanda Metropolitano, Robbie. Saturday night fever, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I, I like it, yeah. Uh, we're back, though. I thought um, when Alaves got the equalizer, I thought it was going to be another podcast of us kind of feeling a little bit lost as to what to say about it, letting up Madrid's form, but they, they turned it around and ended up really convincing there in the last 15 minutes yeah it was a really strange game because for approximately half of it atletico were not good and it looked a lot like the atletico from approximately september through february but the alaves equalizer uh from escalante woke him up uh really interesting how earlier in this season atleti would have gone to sleep and would have been super frustrating but they responded rather forcefully on their way to a 4-1 win uh they're sixth in a row in la liga and they are entering the Man City tie uh, unbeaten in eight. Yeah, I think um, the uh, Atletico kind of struggle in terms of different game states, uh, we'll, we'll say. So when they go 1-0 up, they're not really sure what to do, do they? Because they're obviously a reactive team. So do they invite pressure and then make it hard on themselves? Or do they go and look for the second, which isn't what they're built to do so it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of a tricky one and, and I think we saw that uh, tonight when, when thanks to another early Joe Felix goal um, I think Atletico kind of looked and they're like uh, they're not entirely sure 
how to play it when they're one nil up, and it's only when they have something to react to that they that they kind of know how to play and know how to interpret the interpret the game. That wonderful Spanish phrase, "interpret the game," right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think you're totally right. Uh, this was a a, a really kind of in a sense, classic uh, instance of Simeone's team uh, needing something to jolt them to life, you know, and the Escalante goal did that. They go on to win by three goals, and there could be a, a three-way tie for second place in La Liga after uh, Barca and Sevilla get through um, on Sunday. Um, another early goal for Joao Felix, as you mentioned, I, that's got to be, what, his fifth or sixth goal in the opening 15 minutes just in the past month, maybe? He's got a lot of them now. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he strikes early. And this one, a just burying a free header. I thought it hit off the top of the net at first, but he just struck this perfectly. A bullet header into the top right corner, and a great assist from Shime Versalco too. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, what a finish that was for yeah. Joe Felix. Um, mm. Ish. He like he couldn't have hit it any nicer. Top corner, um, and then yeah, got the got that early goal, and he has been decisive now for Atletico for the last number of weeks. And uh, he's been speaking after the game here, saying basically how it's just natural kind of progression. He never stopped working, and and uh, I know it's easy to say that now, but I don't I don't think it was all that natural at all. There was moments <laughs> that there was moments there, and there might be moments still when uh, when it doesn't feel. It, it kind of isn't going his way, and I think, I think uh, he the first ten minutes he was he obviously got the goal, so it was excellent. But I don't know. I think he struggles to find his way into the game uh, at times for Atletico, and I, I don't think that the environment is made out for him perfectly yet. You get like instances where the 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 the, the, the game is built around him. Uh, and and we saw that tonight in the last fifteen minutes, where he just got a number of good chances. And when he gets you in transition, and when he gets uh, you one on one out wide, you're it's game over for you. And he's so good at finishing, really good vision. Um, he he can take you on. And uh, like he went left left midfield um, for the end of the yep. at the end of the game because Simeone had already made his attacking substitutions, and he was kind of left a little bit. And I was thinking. If 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 Alaves get a second goal here, um, or if if Alaves attack the that uh, their right hand side, Joe Friedis could be under under pressure here because he he just has no interest in defending and rightly so when you're that good going right. forward. But, uh, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 and then and then Cunha just got got the got the penalty. Atletico scored it, and then it was time for uh, Joe Felix to shine again and took the goal well and well created the chance for Cunha first and got the got the uh, and finished it well and was in the right place at the right time and um yeah I think it's still a little bit sporadic and it's still just kind of as I said earlier reactive so um but he he yeah when when given the chance he's he's that confidence is starting to shine now uh, whereas before even when the game did fall to him he was he was rushing it and he felt like he was going to be he needed to do something whereas now played a full 90 minutes and it looks like he has Simeone's on his trust and uh, he's uh, he just keeps getting better and better both goals taken into account Robbie over his last eight games all of which have been starts 
Joao Felix has seven goals and two assists. Uh, far and away the best run of form in his Atleti career. He uh, played similarly well to this early last season before he had the recurrence of the ankle injuries and COVID. But yeah, there, there's no mistake. He has been, Dermot Corrigan tweeted this too. He's been arguably La Liga's top individual player for the past six weeks or so. Yeah, yeah, he's been incredible, um, and definitely his best run of form. Because even even when even when and and it, it there, there are still moments where he shines. It would, it, it's still just moments right now. He's not like completely taken over a game, but that's just a the way Atletico play, and b the fact that um, he. Uh, oh, I'm not really sure what B was, but A is because uh, <laughs> it's just the way Atletico play, um, and the but but yeah, before it was like just kind of little little moments, um, and and it was like oh maybe, but there was no end product. He I remember like when he went through that really good spell, he go on like a dribble, and it was it was like oh, oh wow, like that that's what we're waiting for and but there was no end product it was kind of like yeah it's still not there but now he's scoring goals and uh, yeah he just looks uh, he looks to be taking it to the next level yeah i can't really argue with with this end product right now he's been immense for atletico in recent weeks and it really does look like it's clicking but you're right there is still an element of this that that is very reactive and that joao doesn't exactly know what to do and atleti kind of sit back in in certain game states like this one because atleti get the early goal and around the 30-minute mark, the, the plan is kind of obvious. Get to halftime 1-0 up so Simeone can make changes or, or do what needs to be done. Uh, Alaves had other ideas, though, Robbie. I thought this was a, a pretty good display for them until the, the Suarez penalty went in. Um, very direct, lots of high pressing, good speed on, on and off the ball. This is how Mendelibar's teams play. And they get the equalizer, and as you said at the top of the show, you're thinking, are they really going to do this again? They've made such progress in recent weeks. Um, what what really what happened uh, between uh, the goal between the the first two goals? Uh, was it a matter of just simply responding to the game state? Did, did Atleti look fatigued, rusty? There were a lot of sloppy giveaways in midfield and in defense. Yeah, I think that they don't really know what to do. Like I said, when 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 they go one nil up, it's kind of like, do we push for the second here, put this to bed, or do we invite pressure on? And but but Alaves aren't aren't that good, so uh, like they're never going to take you on, and you're never going to get get um get get uh, that many transition opportunities against them, and they kind of control the game in that sense. Uh, I think that I think that the attack and the midfield was very disjointed. Um, which which I guess comes with the fact that Koke wasn't there. Yeah. Jorente uh, and Condogbia are both kind of more um, physical players than they are cerebral. Like Koke kind of can 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 uh, in, uh, interpret the the game and and uh, get control of the game. Whereas Jorente and and Condogbia are more um, energetic, physical, and um, I think that. Uh, yeah, I guess, and they did look good. I think I was actually watching. I'm sure we'll talk about Man City in a little bit, but uh, I was watching, um, and actually against Manchester United, I noticed this as well, where they kicked, they were trying to uh, launch it into the t- into the corners where Llorente could run onto, and then Versalco could join the attack and things. And I think that's probably where Atletico will get. Uh, jo- and if they do find joy on Tuesday night, that's where they'll get it. Um, and I think that that's what they were trying to do, and and uh, 
but when Lemar went off and Rodrigo went into the centre and Llorente went out wide, they couldn't get it out there and it was kind of yeah, the ball was just kind of getting bogged down in midfield. I don't know. Uh, Rodrigo kind of found it hard to find his place in the game, and yeah, I think uh, yeah, they probably got a little bit nervous, maybe. And like, it's funny how we how we discuss these games, and we're talking now about a game that Atletico won comfortably by the looks of things. But there was one point in the in when when Alaves got the, their equaliser, when when I was like, Atletico don't know what they're doing. And they have no idea. Even Luis Suarez is like egging them on to c- press up, and, mm. and they were sitting back. And he, there was so much space between Alaves are kind of well spread out, and Suarez is kind of beckoning his teammates to join him to press, and none of them were. And he kind of went to the goalkeeper, and the goalie just kind of popped it over his head. I think it was like Atletico are completely lost here, and. Uh, yeah, just an individual moment of, of kind of madness from um, Lejuen, Le, Le, Lejuene, was it? or Yeah. That, that, gave away, that gave away the penalty, yeah, for, for Ancunia, and the game just changed. But up to that point, it looked like, oh, I, I, I'm not, like, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and, I, and that's why I remain unconvinced here, because, like, a really, really, really good team isn't going to give away that penalty against a player who... I mean, it was really needless. Um, he just silly or, or sloppy or um, lacking concentration where he left his foot in Ancunia where he was in a fairly harmless position. And yeah, I just think when the game is like that and, and against a team like City, they're, they're not going to make those mistakes. And mm-hmm. I just wonder if Atletico will have enough individual talent and, and whether their system will be able to hold... City at bay. Yeah, if Atleti play on Tuesday like they played for a good chunk of this game, roughly between the 15th and 60th minutes, uh, City are gonna are gonna have their way with them, right? City are, are gonna maul them. Uh, so Atleti are gonna have to be a lot tighter, a lot more compact, and react better to the game state uh, than than we saw today. But it it was that kind of inexplicable tackle on Cunha in the box that really opened the floodgates because uh, Cunha, all he was going to do was just go to the boundary, right? He, he wasn't in, in really in a good shooting position. He, uh, I, I'd have to see the replay, but I don't think there was a really clear and obvious passing lane. He just cuts outside on, on Lejeune and he gets, um, like they, they showed a close-up of his sock, of his, like, I think his right foot after, and there, he's got a couple stud marks there. There are a couple giant holes like a moth chewed through him. Uh, and, and Suarez steps up and, and buries the penalty, uh, for his 10th goal of the season to make it 2-1. And then it's Alaves' turn to just kind of lose their heads. The wind really went out of their sails. Uh, Joao then tries to set up Cunha to make it 3-1, but Pacheco can't keep out the rebound. Suarez then makes it 4 with a really, really clever finish. Um, Really hit it off the inside of his boot uh, to Pacheco's left. Never had a chance, just led him to the far post to make it 4-1. And, yeah, it's kind of an unconvincing but convincing win because Atletico really weren't great until the final half an hour and it was that penalty the Escalante goal and the subsequent penalty that Suarez converted that that changed the game yeah and 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 the question is how much of how much of this turnaround was provoked by Atletico and obviously 
it has to be provoked when you're when you're in the opposition penalty area. Cunha provoked the penalty, but I'm just wondering how much of Atleti- did Atletico force this, or how much did Alves kind of give it to them? And the problem with Atletico is that they 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 find it hard to to when when another team is solid, when the opposition is solid and aren't giving that in the way, Atletico find it hard to 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 uh, force the issue and 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 make them make those mistakes. Whereas um. Whereas against Alaves, I think Alaves kind of, kind of handed it over a little bit too easily. Like you know, they had the game in a pretty decent position. They were they were playing quite well against Atletico. The goal, um, uh, just Rodrigo de Paul switched off, and uh, but uh, yeah, I just wonder. And once they got the second, then Atletico were just uh, uh, it was party time. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but at the end of the day, it is three points, six wins in a row, and and. Uh, with, and, and that's the other thing with, with Joe Felix I, I feel like he is a big game player I think he was born to play in big games and to be the man um, and I think that against City I mean it's going to be really really tough but I also think that uh, 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 Joe Felix in this form and, and after getting those two goals tonight I, I, I think if there's anyone right now who's going to who's gonna maybe do something against uh against Manchester City, it's him. I would agree. Uh, he, I think you're right, he has that kind of big game DNA, cliche or not. He really does, he talks about it in, in interviews a lot, that he likes these big games, he likes playing in the Champions League, and I think he will be ready for Tuesday. But who who should be his strike partner on Tuesday? Would you go back to Griezmann? Would you turn to Suarez? How about Cunha? Yeah, no, no. I, I, I saw that after the after the game. People were talking about Cunha and possibly sort of no, no, no. It, it, it has to be Griezmann because mm. what Atletico need to do is they need to they're going to need that defensive um, stability and that kind of diligence which Cunha doesn't give you, neither does Suarez, so and Griezmann does, and 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 that's. Um, that's something that I think that above all is necessary against a really uh, unbelievably uh, proficient Manchester City side. You're going to need that. Um, it's going to be have to be really, really well drilled from Atletico for for as long as they're in the game and as long as they're in the tie. It's going to be more about um, kind of trying to control them rather than trying to because because Cunha kind of. Um, he thrives in chaos and creating that little bit of chaos. Uh, Suarez is the kind of guy who needs, yeah, he needs that little bit of chaos too. Whereas Griezmann will offer you just—he might not never be spectacular, um, but he will offer you a certain level that, and it's you're pretty safe that you're going to get that. So, um, yeah, and, and I think that uh, it depends on what Simeone is thinking in terms of the midfield now. Uh, I thought, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that midfield makes sense of Llorente and Condogbi. You need Koke, or maybe, yeah, Herrera might have done it, but Llorente is just not really a, a central midfielder in the kind of mould that, that Simeone needs right now. He needs someone that's able to kind of control it a little bit more. Um, and I think that, uh, uh, yeah, it depends on whether... So I was actually watching City today, and 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 what City do is they have uh, um, Rodri. Now, I would be more than willing to accept that 
this is wrong and that <laughs> because I only, I've watched him a couple of times this year and I watched him today uh, but I, I, if, if they don't do this all the time then I would be more than willing to accept that I'm wrong but uh, the the Rodri drops in as what John Muller <laughs> refers to as the elbow back is that third um, player in the build up and then uh, Pep has two free eights um, and so De Bruyne drops into the number five role, and if it's not De Bruyne, then it's Gundogan who drops into the number five. So it's going to be a matter of so you're going to have three defenders against two attackers, uh, sorry, three City defenders versus two Atletico attackers in the build up, and then. I don't think Simeone's going to send another person up there to press three on three on three. He won't. But then it's a matter of who and how much, or how, and how often, and how, in, how with, with how much intensity does someone press up on De Bruyne, or does he sit back? Do, does do they do they not go after him at all and let Kevin De Bruyne pick you apart from there, or do you go out to them and then they draw you out? This is this is the big question. Um, and I, I would imagine Simeone will probably sit and not, not, not chase, chase the Brian deep and just let them maybe pass it around and go out wide. And but obviously, uh, that's um, yeah, we're going to see how that all works out. And yeah. saying Simeone has some big decisions to make. Yeah, uh, the city beat Burnley earlier today by a two-nil scoreline. Pretty easy pickings for them. Uh, goals from De Bruyne and Gundogan in the first half. That game was over after half an hour. Uh, City, the the issue with them uh, is that they're really good. Is that they are arguably the best team in Europe. Uh, they won what, three Premier League titles in the last four years, on track to win a, uh, a fourth and five, although Liverpool are going to push them to the end. And they have so many different ways they can pick you apart, Robbie. Um, and with Cancelo on the right, they they had Phil Foden playing as a false nine several times this year. They do a lot of this damage without a recognized number nine. Pep Guardiola hasn't mm. had one pretty much the entire season. Uh, and with Raheem Sterling, Riyad Mahrez, they have De Bruyne and Gundogan who scored their goals today. They have so many different ways to beat you. It's such an emphasis on combination, associative play, and deception. So, really, every possible combination is going to have to be combed through. Uh, and it, it's, it takes a lot of details and a lot of work and some luck uh, if Atleti are going to win this tie. Uh, but anything is possible when, when you get this deep into European competition. Uh, because it's such a short competition, it's not 38 games over nine months, uh, really anything can happen. If Atleti keep this first leg close at the Etihad, 1-1 or a goal either way, they'll have every opportunity in the second leg. But the issue is going to be how you slow down this uh, humming machine that is Manchester City when they have so many different individuals who can beat you within a really well-drilled collective structure. Exactly, and if you if you kind of keep it tight in the middle and prevent Gundogan and 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 De Bruyne from from driving straight through the middle and passing straight through the middle, they can send it out wide and they've got Sterling, Mares, uh, Grealish to take you on one-on-one when you've overcommitted in the middle. So, I mean, this is this is the exact problem, is that you you could you could close them down in one area and they'll just peel you... Uh, they can beat you in another. In, 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 ...in another. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think... And this is, this is back to what I was just saying earlier about, um, about how I feel like... It, where Atletico might get joy is 
Cancelo pushing up on that left hand side, Atletico winning the ball back and launching it straight for Llorente to 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 into the corner for Llorente to go, and that's kind of that's basically what Atletico have been doing um, in the last couple of weeks and have, have been doing for a while anyway. So I think that that kind of it makes sense that that's probably where they'll target, and um, so. so but yeah, it's like you said. I mean, it's it's it, oh, it's pick your poison. Yeah. It's it really yeah, is exactly. pick your poison. Pick your poison because we, and 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 also um, Pep Guardiola has so many options. He might not even play. He might. He, you don't know who he's going to play and in any position. Um, Sterling was on the right today, and then he, and then uh, Mares didn't play, and, and and Grealish played. I don't know if Grealish will play. Foden played. But when you say it was t- it was two 0 and. After half an hour, it looked like it was over. But Burnley did come into it and got a couple of chances. It wasn't, and and it was funny because Guardiola only made two changes. He took Foden off uh, with a half an hour to go, and then he took De Bruyne off with about twelve minutes to go. So I don't think he was. Um, maybe that was a plan. Maybe he didn't want to kind of. He wanted to kind. He wanted them to going into this game on Tuesday uh, with their kind of engines firing or something, but because. Uh, he he didn't rest anyone, or he didn't um, he didn't uh, ring the changes and with a half an hour to go. And Burnley did have chances, and um, no, they did, I don't think they had a uh, goal ruled out, but they, had, they definitely did have chances. There was a couple that I saw there where I was like, this actually isn't as uh, convincing. Now it is on the ball; they are they look incredible. But uh, yeah, I think Atletico might be able to get at them if. Um, if if everything goes their way, I it, it's hard to really say City are, are vulnerable or soft anywhere because you look around this squad and they have a lot of different options as we've been saying, but you know th- there are these pockets of games where City just inexplicably do not score where they'll have like seventy five percent possession and nineteen shots and they just will not score. Uh, Crystal Palace seem to frequently do that to them. Uh, and it was uh, Guardiola's substitution patterns are always interesting because he didn't make any changes in the game at Palace before the international break, and he made what only two here against Burnley. Meanwhile, Simeone was very aggressive, uh, taking off Lema and Lodi at halftime. Uh, he used all of his substitutions. Uh, he threw on Suarez on it on the hour. Cunha came on with 20 minutes to go, just fresh off an injury. So Simeone was very aggressive in both trying to get this result on Saturday and making sure he has enough fresh charges for Tuesday. Um, I thought the Lamar and Lodi changes were, were pretty refreshing from Simeone because in the past he would have played those guys another 60 into the 60th minute, 70, 70th minute or longer. Um, and trying to have something in reserve for City, especially with Yannick Carrasco still suspended, I think that's going to be very important. Um, where City could be vulnerable is at, is at the back. Uh, it's possible that Ruben Diaz is going to be out. John Stones may not play either Tuesday. And Ederson is is a pretty good goalkeeper. I'm, I wouldn't say he's one of the best in, in the world, but he's, for City's style of play, he's definitely a good Guardiola keeper. Uh, but Atleti, if they press intelligently and they connect well in the final third around the penalty area, they could challenge City's defense. And with Joao's um, increasingly good record in big games, it only takes one moment to change an entire 180-minute tie around. So we'll see. 
No, definitely, and, and I think Simeone has got that. I'm, I'm not ruling out the fact that he has some kind of black magic that he calls upon <laughs> for these games. So I'm, I'm not ruling that out. And, and I think this is the beauty of the Champions League, and this is the frustration too for, for, for many of the better teams in it, and that the best team doesn't always win it. It's the team that performs on the day and, and, and gets the results. Like, um, as we saw, <laughs> Real Madrid won three in a row, and I, I doubt many people will tell you that they were the very very best team yep. in it um, all those years so um, yeah the um, I, I do think like you said there the, the, the where uh, City might be vulnerable is at the back and in those spaces where when Joe Cancelo and using their aggressiveness and their their um, high line against them, and with a player like um, Marcos Llorente and I would imagine this is why he was subbed off tonight is because it's all going to rest on him, basically. He's going to have to stretch the, whole, the uh, Man City yep. and, and, and yep. get, get, to get down into that right-hand, uh, that Atletico's right-hand, that, that right-hand corner. Um, yeah, it's going to rest on him, getting in behind Joe Cancelo, maybe conditioning the game and maybe conditioning Joe Cancelo and the defence to, to have to force... To, to force um, City to, to think about that and constantly have to think about that rather than just going all out and not really having anyone to, 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 to be too concerned about. But if they have to watch Llorente and if Llorente gets um, gets a run down that right-hand side, it, it, that's that's where they will create problems and it could open up the game a little bit for Atletico. But uh, yeah, like it's, um, it's, it's, it's a potential weakness for City but I wouldn't call it a... Uh, 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 like a glaring a complete, weakness, yeah. A complete uh, weakness or, or anything like it's not that big of a, a problem for them. It's a team that doesn't have very many weaknesses. That's why Versalco needs to start again on Tuesday. Uh, not only did he have a, a really good game Saturday, he won eight headers, very strong and sturdy defensively, and the assist for for Joao Felix's first goal. Uh, because just having really any warm body at right back will allow Llorente the, the space to roam, right? The space on, on the inside right uh, of midfield to be really direct, to just sprint endlessly up and down the boundary um, and, and really cause problems, stretch City's defense and cause problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and, and I think for Salco does a, does a good job. He's kind of learned a role in that he knows now, if you watch him, he knows... He's much more thoughtful now as to when he does push forward and when he doesn't, and it's not like um, kamikaze stuff anymore. It's quite, um, it's quite uh, measured in his runs forward, and and he's after building up a decent uh, partnership with Llorente after after the loss of Trippier. But um, but yeah, he, he that 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 assist for the goal was lovely. But at the same time, it was from that side where they where Alaves's goal came from. Now I understand that. Um, that uh, Rodrigo de Paul just switched off in the penalty area. I, I, I'd have to watch it back again, but I, I can't understand what happened there. But, uh, but yeah, Versalco is good, and he has improved massively. And I think that we probably forgot or or, or, or failed to give him the credit he was due. Like he's a he's a Croatian international, um, played in, uh, in he, he was he was yeah he was on that World Cup and. Um, finalist side uh, and, and just just really good right back and just fell out of favour with Simeone for some reason and now out of um, more out of um, 
uh, necessity than anything else. He's been brought back in, and he's been absolutely excellent. So uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's he, he he can be really good, but he does still have those uh, those moments where uh, like like a player like Grealish or someone like that. Or, or or Sterling or someone whose movement is really good could cause them all sorts of problems. Oof, yeah, no, no shortage of, of things to look out for on Tuesday. What else do we have to discuss from this game or uh, from the the city tie, the first leg at the Etihad? Um, I, I think I think what I what I liked tonight was the fact that uh, Cunha came back and looked. I don't think he'll start, and I think it does have to be Griezmann one hundred percent, but. Mm. I thought he definitely offered something different off the bench, and if he, if 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 Atletico maybe with ten or fifteen or twenty minutes to go one day, and uh, and Simeone is feeling feeling kind of frisky, he might be able to bring Cunha on and and like the pass for Suarez's goal tonight was excellent. Yeah, really good movement. There was a couple of good runs before that, or sorry, uh, during his cameo, he 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 obviously made the run for the goal for um. And he just he he does inject a little bit of chaos into the game where Atletico for for an Atletico side who seriously lack that kind of uh, uh, pace changer or, or or someone to kind of do something a little bit unpredictable. Cunha is really like the king of the instant impact because he his his, yeah, his agility, yeah. his verticality, his vision, his speed. Uh, they really do inject sufficient chaos into the game to provoke stuff like like the penalty tonight that Suarez converted, and he nearly scores from the Joao Felix pass before setting up Suarez for the fourth goal. He's really so productive in relatively limited minutes. I, I just wonder, extrapolated over a full season, if he were a routine starter, what his numbers would look like, because per 90, they're insane. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I think that he's definitely an option when um, when... When when they're coming to build the squad next season and, and they're thinking about like uh, a starting eleven, I think he definitely has to come into consideration. I think Atletico have a, a really weird squad at the moment in that uh, no no not weird but like Angel Correa um, is is has just kind of fallen out fallen off. Um, I, I don't know where Griezmann would fit in a fully. You know, a fully functioning attacking side now. Um, I, I say that Griezmann starts for, for for the City game because of what he offers defensively. But if you were looking at uh, to, to to go and properly hurt a team, I think you might start Cunha and and, and Joe Felix after, uh, given the, the the connection they seem to have and and uh, showed tonight again. And uh, yeah, I think starting next season, I think. Cunha is definitely someone who I'd be putting into my starting eleven just to see what he he can do and and um, and to, to uh, like uh, he's kind of like a little bit like someone like uh, Ennisiri or someone like that but uh, yeah he presses loads he can stretch a defence he can he's 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 fast he um, yeah and I and I and I think he could definitely get you double digit goals if you played him consistently. I I, I wonder if he's really the the solution to this number nine problem at Letico seem to think that they have. We've seen the rumors about Lautaro Martinez and, and several other guys, but mostly Lautaro in recent days. Uh, I, I don't wonder if, if he's just simply the solution right there, if he's just if he's not the number nine of the future, uh, post-Suarez and uh, post um, just after this season. I, I wonder if he, if he really is the... Because he has all the qualities. He's become a better finisher, and he's got all the other... Uh, tangibles and characteristics of a modern nine. 
and it's really happened yeah, fast for I him. Wonder, I, I wonder what, um, like, I think this season for Atletico has turned out fine in that uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're on a winning streak now and into the quarterfinal of uh, Champions League and looks like they're going to make top four again. But, but it was it was really, really disappointing for Atletico, given the fact that at the start of the season we were talking about them maybe kind of building a dynasty here and and finally cracking the Real Madrid um, uh, Barcelona duopoly for, for an extended period of time. Like we thought they might go on a run and win maybe two or three La Liga titles. And, and, and to, to have fallen off so badly, so early... And and to, to to never really recover. I think Atletico and and and, and Suarez will be gone and and, and Herrera's going and and I think um uh, yeah um, oh my 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 dates are all messed up. But like last season was a bit <laughs> weird after coming out of the the, the COVID and, and things like that. And whereas this summer it feels like there's a little bit of stability left in or, or sorry there's a little bit of stability now in terms of teams planning going forward because before it was like oh well we don't know what's going to happen and we're, we're not entirely sure or, or they were just recovering from covid effects or else they were um and, and the season before that was just crazy so uh, so so yeah i think this is the first season where it's like right we can we can now um bank on 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 this and uh, I, I and and so they're going to be getting rid of suarez uh, Herrera's going, and yeah, I just wonder what. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. So, so I would say Simeone will go away, and and have a proper think to himself now. And obviously, he kind of did that last season. It didn't work out, and uh, like we discussed for a long time on this podcast, he it just never really felt authentic to him what he was what they were trying to do. Whereas now, this actually feels like something Atletico. Um, uh, this feels like a, a proper Atletico side now having said that is it sustainable for a season and is it can you evolve from here while maintaining the structure of of, of the of the of this kind of base so it's still a 4-4-2 Llorente on the right uh, Joe Felix up front with someone like is there room to grow within this version of the 4-4-2 and, and if, if if Simeone stays if um, and if they think this is the way forward this 4-4-2 who, who what, what's it made up of does Koke still start and um, will they will they actually go out and just been been trying to buy a number 9 and actually buy a proper number 5 who who can replace finally Partey and and um, and uh, Rodri after they left, um, because that that's pretty much been the basis of the whole problem for Atletico. Yeah, uh, they need one of those as they try to evolve away from um, into this new kind of era. Uh, so yeah, I, I, there's loads of questions to be asked, and I, I think uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting this summer. Well, before we get there, we still have eight more league games. And uh, this just Champions League quarterfinal. Top four is, would you say it's wrapped up now, Robbie? I mean, six straight wins in La Liga, at least temporarily seven points clear of Betis in fifth. Is it practically done now? Yeah, I feel like that. It, because it feels like once Atletico kind of got their noses in front, the pressure was then on Real Betis to do something. Whereas, uh, whereas... The natural order of things is probably what it looks like right now, and I think that that's um, as in the top four, not the order of the top four, but the top four. That's probably the, the order of it, and now it's all on Betis to 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 
to pick themselves up after after having such a fine season and and and, and go for the next eight games. I feel like that's more difficult for for them to do than Atlet- it is for Atletico to maintain this little bit of momentum. Yeah, and as we as we've said, six consecutive wins. This is Atleti's longest winning streak in La Liga for about a year and a half. I think since last November December uh, when they had that lengthy winning streak. Um, they had two eight game winning streaks the first half of last season, uh, and yeah, hard to argue with uh, entering the city tie in this run of form. And we will we'll see what happens Tuesday. It's gonna be gonna be a, a, a great one. The Spanish and English champions in the quarterfinals of the European Cup. That's really how it should be, Robbie. The, the champions of two of the top domestic leagues in Europe going at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be very, very interesting. Kind of old school in in that regard. First ever meeting in an official competition between Atleti and City, and we will be here to talk all about it, won't we? Yep, Nick, on Tuesday night. You better believe it. In the meantime, that'll just about do it for this edition of Colt Chanero Chat. We want to thank you all very much for listening and for your continued support. Uh, keep it on social media and on intothecalderon.com, in addition to patreon.com slash Chat, where you get bonus content and other audio exclusives. In addition, uh, make sure you subscribe to the Atletico Madrid Podcast Network on Spotify. You can listen to all new and recent episodes of Colt Chanero Chat as well as our sister show, the Partido a Partido podcast. Thank you all again, and we'll chat with you next week. Adios.